Welcome <laughs> Dead everybody ass, to the Built Different Podcast. <laughs> Time to tell some spooky stories. About. Right uh, podcast, fuck yeah. Uh, oh, I had some chili. How <laughs> <laughs> glad we recorded, what the fuck? <laughs> Welcome to the Built Different Podcast. Let's get it. Welcome, everybody, to the Build Different Podcast. We are back yet again, yet again, for High and Inside. This is episode six. I'm your host, Thomas Saxby, joined by my wonderful co-host, Wolfie, not-so-late Chris, uh, Ricky. He, he went to the store to get milk. Hasn't come back yet. You know... You know the joke that follows it. <laughs> so, Wolfie, why don't you lead us it. off? Why don't you lead us? <laughs> Wolfie, why don't you lead us off with an opening take, man? What's up? Yeah, yo, good to be back, boys. Missed you guys. You know, long week of baseball. There's so much exciting stuff going on that we're going to get to through this whole episode. There's one team I want to talk about. They've been in the news the last couple days with clinching this, that, and the other thing, playoffs division. Let's talk about the Dodgers. The Dodgers... They're a really good team. Not just a really good team. They're a great team. A team that actually, I, in my opinion, has to win it this year. You know, we're talking about Padres getting Soto and the Yankees having a good season, the Mets and Braves, this, that, and the other thing. The Dodgers have been consistently winning for the last almost, like, coming up on a decade, it seems now. But, you know, they're, they're halfway there. But they have to win because this year they lose pretty much half their team. Both Turners... You lose guys in the pitching staff, bullpen, you know, big names. When you look at what their team's doing, too, with pitching, top in all of ERA among both leagues, their third best in bullpen, they have multiple guys with plus 900 OPSs. They went out and got Freeman. They have – that's Chris. I think you know all about that. Um, they have these players, Turner. I mean, Saxby, you know about that, too. And – they only have that one. Jeez, man, you're sending shots this early. We're two minutes in. And, and, <laughs> We're and two dude, minutes I, in, Dude, I, and you know what sucks, too, is that, like, when you look back at their history, they've only won that 2020, which, you know, put an asterisk next to it. Some people say, you know, what it is is real or not, you know. But my point is, plus with payroll being top in payroll, they have to win this year. There's almost no excuse left. And I'm not saying they don't have the pieces going forward. You know, obviously they've given some big contracts already, so guys will be around. But there's a lot of extra pieces that, unless you're bringing those guys back, like we were talking about before this episode started, you're not going to be able to do this again consistently every year unless you somehow strike lightning in a bottle every year with rookies or you are going to spend $300 million a year, which, you know, you can only get so many guys with, you know, plus $300 million contract. So my hot take, and I think it's pretty much, I don't even know if it's a hot take at this point. I think we can all agree is that the Dodgers have to win it this year. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I, I mean, I don't know if I would necessarily agree with like, they have to win because they're the Dodgers. I mean, they're always just, it feels like at this point, they're just going to be around for a while. Uh, but I think this year, with the talent that they have and the talent that they're about to lose, I think this team in specific is a team that should win. 
But baseball is crazy. Anything can happen, and if, if there's that anything can happen scenario, it has always happened to the Dodgers. Always. I mean, if you think about the teams that they've they lost to in the 10 years, it was always an anything can happen. Always. But my opening take, I, no one's talking about it. I don't know why I randomly became obsessed about it, but I think Francisco Rodriguez should go to the Hall of Fame. Um, I believe wow, he's going to be a new name on the ballot this year. He's going to be a new name on the ballot this year. A lot of people are saying that there's no Hall of Famers on this, on this new ballot. I think, he, I, I think he's him. I definitely think he's him. I mean, if you look over you know, the longevity of his career, he has 437 saves, uh, which is a lot. Obviously has him in the top 10. Um, a respectable 286 ERA over his career. One year in specific, he broke the single season saves record with 62. I mean, he was top three in Cy Young that, that year as well. <clears throat> there was two other years where he was uh, top four in Cy Young. I, I overall think that he should get in. I mean, I know closers don't get a lot of love when it comes to the Hall of Fame. I know we're still trying to see Billy Wagner get in. But if there is one person on this new list that I think should get in eventually, it should be Francisco Rodriguez. And then I think it would be, I think it would be a little bit of rob- robbery if he's not, not in. That's a really interesting take. Uh, I actually, it was so interesting that you just brought up that name because I was like, is he that good? Did he have that many saves? I had a quick bring up the stat to be right. He has, he's pushing 500 saves. I think the thing that's hurting him in his career, though, if you take a look breaking down his you know whole career from 2002 to 2017, 15-year career for a closer, um, he just had a lot of spotty years, though. Um, he almost had like a three- to four-year gap of doing nothing and all of a sudden came back to have you know, saves, uh, what was it? It was uh, a 44 save season after having, you know, nothing for pretty much three years. Uh, I think it was the problem with him is with a lot of, like, these great pitchers that we see, not necessarily bullpen guys as much, but just pitchers in general, um, they'll have great stretches, but not enough to where I think it's enough to warrant a Hall of Fame. But I, I do think you have a solid argument. I could see somebody like him sneaking in, but I just think, I mean, you know, the his, inconsistency his, in his career, but yeah, it is a good name. That's, like, it's a great argument. When, when I see Hall of Fame, I see someone that left, you know, their imprint on the game in a big way. And I mean, with all his say, I mean, he bursted on the scene in 2002 and immediately contributed to the Angels winning that World Series, which was huge. Then he goes Great. and he breaks the single season uh, saves record, ends up with more than 400 saves. You know, we saw him get all exciting after closing, and you know he he was a, he was a big part of MLB. So I personally would like to see him get in. I mean, obviously <laughs> I the really person like can him. say, yeah, like if Billy Wagner can't get in, then Francisco Rodriguez shouldn't. I disagree, and if there's one more hot take to make, I think Francisco Rodriguez deserves it more. Chris, you're up. I want to say one like Francisco's Rodriguez. His his nickname was K Rod. Like. You don't get a nickname like K-Rod and not make the Hall of Fame. Like, come on. Like, the guy was – he was he was nasty. Sorry for the dogs barking in the background, but he was nasty. Um, he definitely deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Um, my hot take is actually another Rodriguez, and that's actually Julio becoming the first player to have a 25-25 in his first outright year in the league. So Mike Trout did it, as well as Kyle Young. But 
This is Julio's first year, like first at bat was this year. So he's the first ever to have a 25-25 year. And I th and the second thing I want to say is is we finally get to see the the history made with Molina and Wainwright. 325 starts together, now all time. 325 yes, all time battery mates. So, you know, great to see it. No. Two two good things happen for baseball. Did I just mishear you, you by the way? Just to correct that stat, you were gonna say. Now, is he the first player ever in his first season, or the first player this season to have it? So, Young and uh, Trout both were both had twenty five twenty five years their rookie season, but Julio's the first it. one to to like you know because he played the first game of the season. He's the first one to mm -hmm. to do it like with his first year included, like first at bats included in the league. Oh, okay, okay. Because he I wasn't brought up. He wasn't brought up. Before. Papa Julio, baby. Yeah. So that's actually no. That's ex like. That's why I had to double check that because that's mind blowing. That's insane to add him to that list. The Mariners might have won with that contract. I think you all agree with that. I think we all did agree with that. I mean, he's got his I money. Mean, he knows he has his money, and he's still producing. He's still looking to go out there every day and, and fight. It's nice. One thing to also consider is they got they got that contract like now when he's real young. Like if they if they try that contract two years, three years, four years from now, the the value is gonna like they got the they got this market's value for five years from now value of of what the money like money wise like it's gonna be less money down the road so it's it was like that's what i'm trying to say is is it opens them up it's, to keep guys like luis castillo after the, after the season and and different players like maybe judge who who also i want to say like i know i hate the yankees but if you have a guy like aaron judge who's who's Point. I don't know. Saxby said earlier he's the math. He's the math guy. But it was like less than point zero zero six from a triple crown, and you're booing that guy. Shame on you, Yankees fans. Shame on you. you, you he's doing things that we haven't seen. Specific. I mean, not to get into that, but clean players too, or guys that we haven't seen do it in fifty years. I mean, he's doing like crazy things. Let's look. He's leading in 10 different major categories. He's leading in runs, home runs, RBIs, walks, on-base percentage, slugging, OPS, OPS+, plus, total bases, and intentional walks. This guy plus is playing nuts. right field, a solid right field, a solid center field, which and, he actually wanted to play with. There were like seven. Yeah, games, decent so. center field. <laughs> like, we don't want you to like play run too, too much. Plus, he hasn't been hurt this year. So he's been an MVP. He's smelling. He's smelling that contract. I know he is. He's like, I don't give a fuck if we win this year or not. That money is coming my way. And to go back to that uh, Julio thing that you guys brought up too. Uh, same thing with to bring up Judge. Just that a guy like Judge, if you give him a big contract, Chris, like you said, some of that could be eaten. You know, you're eating it on the end because he might not be as good. But a guy like Julio, you know, if you give him 14 years, you're pretty much guaranteed 10 perfect. Like I'd rather have a guy ten to twelve perfect and eat three to two than a guy that maybe I can get four and, and you're almost you know you're not getting as good as Aaron Judge is going to be. Is he going to be doing this in five years? I don't think sixty. 
40, 35 home runs I can definitely see in six years still. But a guy like Julio, they they're banking on that and they're gonna they're gonna ride it all the way to the bank with that one because he's worth every penny. Yo, I gotta ask because I think we can all agree, maybe not. So I'm gonna keep it open. But O'Neill Cruz, I think he's the next phenom. I think um, you know you see the way he's hitting the balls really hard. If he if he gets more contact, my my bigger question is. If you think that he is also like you know the next face of the of the franchise and you know the MLB maybe down the road, um, do you think the Pirates also fuck it up down the road? Zaxby, what do you think? <clears throat> well, the guy is really good. Don't get me wrong. And yeah, Wolfie's getting the notebook ready. <laughs> no, I'm the just guy's double really checking. Good. Double checking. <laughs> I, uh, I I haven't seen someone as freakish as this guy when it comes to making contact with the ball and how much power he's putting into his swing. Uh, he's fast. He's a big, fast guy. There's just... It's like what you ask. Like, will the Pirates mess it up? Like, uh, that's, that, that's kind of the... That's kind of the thought that's just, like, spiraling in my mind right now because it's like he came up... He's hitting 224. He struck out 102 times compared to walking 18 times. And yeah, this is his first, you know, time in the big leagues. But at the same time, it's like, will the Pirates be able to fix that? <laughs> will the Pirates be able to give him the guidance that he needs to actually channel this? Because what I see is a guy with, and again, I don't want to compare him to Joey Gallo because they're two different players, but it's just a guy with a whole bunch of you know, raw power, um, low average, can field, and is decently fast. Um, but what what do you turn that guy into? Like, how are you going to help him get to that all-around player you're going to need him to be? I just, I don't know if I can see that in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is a disaster. And they've, they've shown that they don't know what talent even looks like with if you look at their trades in the past three or four years. So, Wolfie, we'll, I'll pass it to you. So... I'm going to say realistically, you're right. The Pirates probably will screw it up. But I'm going to have a little bit of hope, and the hope's going to come from the last few months of the Pirates. They have some guys that actually are playing really well, besides Leo Cruz. Um, a lot of young rookies out of nowhere, they've been getting some good pitching performances out of guys that weren't actually supposed to be that good, regardless of the teams they came from. Um, and we actually kind of saw at the trade deadline, they didn't actually blow it up. Uh, they got Vogelback traded, which they weren't going to keep anyway. And to be honest, he's been a dud for the Mets. And they got a really good pitcher back in Holderman. They didn't trade Brian Reynolds because they didn't think the price was right. And I actually took a quick look at most of the teams in the NL Central. And there's a lot of teams that are losing guys next year, especially the teams like the Cardinals, which are in first place right now. Even the Brewers lose a lot of players. So while realistically, Saxby, you That's brought it up point. pretty much already, is that what does that mean? Are they actually going to spend money? But they have made some moves this year that prove that maybe we don't want to blow it up. They have made comments about it, but comments are one thing. But technically, they haven't blown it up yet. And if they can actually spend some money next year, I'm not saying they're winning the World Series, but to even just make a push at the wild card to have a season that's not over in June, I think is on the table. Do I think with O'Neill Cruz now, Getting things like that done where you become a contender and add guys to the lineup 
will take the pressure off of him to perform right away. Because let's be honest, he was a big star. He had a lot of limelight on him. Guys were showing how hard he was hitting the ball. But if they start turning the team into rather just like a farm to sell off players, I think that'll help the younger players, especially like Reynolds too, not just O'Neal, start to perform better knowing that they actually have some support from the uppers. So realistically, track record-wise, no. But I'm going to hope with these stars coming up that, yes, you know, maybe they can keep these guys around for a bit. And maybe he can become like a new uh, Andrew McCutcheon and Brian Reynolds stay there and be alongside him. But So right now I'm going to hope and say yes, but it is the Pirates. So even got the logo there. Chris? We're definitely coming back to that Cardinals take that you uh... – that you mentioned the Cardinals losing guys, we're definitely coming back to that. What's up, Chris? What do you What do you think? I was shocked think? to see how many. Yeah, I mean, I think it all starts with you know what they do in the off season. I think with the free agents, they if they band together some some veterans, you know maybe I think uh, Saxby said it before, maybe they get Otani in and some kind of deal for those up and coming guys. Oh yeah, and they, That's I mean, right. <laughs> why not? Right? Why not? Oh. Why not? Why not go to a small market? Like he, he clearly wants to be in a small market. But I think it. There's a lot of guys. Even like, um, I mean, even there's there's so many guys available this year, and there there there's a lot of guys around the age of like 30 to 33, who who might not be you know in these demanding contracts, like these big contracts, who might go for like you know smaller contracts to try to win, and and maybe they have enough, but. Maybe I'm also a little stoned because I think the I don't think the Pirates have a chance next year, but I think the the Cardinals just own that division kind of, and I think the Brewers are a, a good off season away from from being good next year. But I think overall, you know, maybe we give the Pirates a chance. You know, maybe we saw what they had. I mean, they they were in the they were in the World Series, right? So like when they had Tatis, so maybe they make that run. Maybe he's the the center of it all, but who knows. Yeah, I mean, I, I overall, I I like the Pirates, I guess. I mean, that I love Key Brian Hayes. I'm a huge fan of him. I mean, he oh, yes, he yes, also yes. won me a lot of money this year because he's not a big home run hitter, and I predicted one of them on one of my home run slips, and I won like 1.5 grand. It was nuts. Uh, but it's just the Pirates. I just, I don't... Like I, I feel like not disgusting, but I like, I get a cold chill every time I think of the Pirates winning. That's how like impossible I feel like it is. Cause I mean their best moment was like them getting Cueto to drop the ball in the the wild card game. That's like their best moment in the last twenty five years. And look, uh, did I say the Pirates too, went to the World they Series? Have a lot of holes. Did I say they went to the World Series? I did say that, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, am I like forgetting this or something? <laughs> nah, you. I think... Hey, yo, to your defense, to your defense, you're I, like, yo, I I'm mad just... stone right now. So, <laughs> I don't know. But to your to your point, Wolfie, yo. what I liked about your point was recognizing that the Cardinals are losing guys. Now, this is gonna this is important because this is gonna be the first time in like 56 years that they don't have Yadier Molina and Adam Wainwright. So we're going to find out how much they truly actually meant to this clubhouse and how much they held it down. Losing guys like that could be could be tough, could be a gut punch. Plus, Arenado's a player option right now. So if he wants to opt out. 
I mean, you also he ain't opting out, man. He got that daddy deal. He ain't opting out. <laughs> Plus, he's getting thirty-five mil a year. Unless, I mean, he did have a good season. Maybe he thinks he can get a longer contract. I... The only... Well, actually, no, no, no. Uh, thirty-one. Okay, so if you're him for both of you guys, thirty-one years old, and you had, I don't want to say MVP, but definitely top, probably top ten, definitely, and stats. No, uh, actually, yeah, definitely. I think the Yankees. I think the Yankees are going to look back on these last, like, five to ten years. I think the Yankees are going to look back and really regret some of the moves that they've made. And one of these is not trading for Nolan Arenado. Um, the other is obviously, I'm, I'm going to say, even though he's struggling, not trading for Juan Soto. Either which way, you got this, this Aaron Judge guy who's just, you know, massive, just controlling everything. If, if he hits a home run, they win the game. Um, I don't know. They're not. They're literally not doing anything outside of Aaron Judge. And so my thing is like, damn. That. When did the Yankees become soft? When did they become Pretty soft? Fun. Like the last few years. It's like I feel like if they had Arenado, they could have easily had Arenado. They could have easily had Juan Soto. I just. Uh, yeah, they're pretty soft, man. I mean, they got the they got the Orioles making noise now because of how soft they are. <laughs> and you know what the thing about the uh, Yankees is too is that now that you actually bring up a guy like Nolan Arenado, is that if they had Stanton actually doing what he should do, being healthy and to the point where they could even use him in the outfield, they would go after a guy like Nolan Arenado and not have to worry about losing a guy like Judge, but. Nolan Arenado, though, being 31 on his way, halfway to 32 just about, getting one year left of $35 million, coming off a top five MVP or top 10 MVP season, you could make the argument he actually might opt out to try to bank one last time. Because next year he's almost 32, or he's going to be 32, almost 33. I mean, how much bigger of a contract is he going to get? If I'm Giancarlo Stanton, uh, and I'm sorry to go back to Giancarlo Stanton. No, 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 Giancarlo no, it's a good Stanton, combo. I might, I might retire after this. Year. I don't, I don't know. I think if, <laughs> if Judge, le- oh, dude. <laughs> if Judge leaves New York, I think Giancarlo Stanton is going to become one of the most hated men in Yankees history, because Judge being there and being injured along with Stanton, but now Judge being so good. It's swept under the rug that Stanton's now hitting 218 and still, like, injured every other day. Dude, I completely agree with that. Imagine if he wasn't there for <laughs> protection. Oh, my God. Oh, because that's what I'm saying. Like, if Judge leaves and Stanton still has, like, what, six or seven years oh, left of that dude, ridiculous imagine them contract? Imagine trying to market him. Oh, my God. I, like how could you? He like he would be like the try to replace Judge Face. Oh my God! There's He's no gonna way. become the new A Rod because at the end of A Rod's Yankee contract, they hated him. A lot oh, yeah. of people said that it was a huge waste of money, and, oh, and at least he performed pretty well most of the time. All right, so there you go. All right, yeah, do it. there we go. Duct tape, duct tape, duct tape, duct tape. I remember when I was a kid, we played baseball in someone's backyard but we didn't it wasn't like a huge backyard so we played wiffle ball and we threw we played with tennis balls and we would just throw them really hard or we played with wiffle balls with duct tape taped around them or and then the bats always had duct tape taped around them as well we had like the whole we had like a garbage can with a with a like a um we had a bat with a strike zone and i remember one time 
we need a duct tape and we go to Stewart's and if if you guys are Wolfie, do you know about Stewart's? Uh I don't recall Stewart's. So Stewart's Stewart's in the city? I I think it's so Stewart's is like in upstate New York, I think like Vermont, maybe some parts of of Oh, NASCAR. oh, I know the Stewart's brand. That's right. They have a NASCAR brand actually. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I don't know if it's the same Stewart's because I'm talking about like a, it's like, it was like, it used like to be like a mom and Tony pop store. <laughs> it's like, no, 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 it's no. like a small like, store. There... It's like a small store. It's, I mean, it's not I, small they, because they, they like got like, probably... company or am I like doing that wrong? Nah, I mean, they I could, could be, be but I, it's Stewart's is like a, it's like a convenience store. Sometimes it's a gas station plus convenience store. Like it's like a small, like. You know, it has ice cream. They're they're known for their ice cream, their coffee, and you know sometimes their breakfast sandwiches. But anyway, so I remember one time we're going to Stewart's to get some duct tape because that was like the store that we would go to. That's four blocks away, and we were little kids, ten, twelve years old, whatever. And I remember these kids on bikes that were like fourteen. They started laughing about duct tape, they're like duct tape, and they started laughing like, "What do you guys need duct tape for?" And I remember I almost fought this kid over duct tape and because i was defending that we needed this duct tape <laughs> this is a random story about duct tape and he, he when he's oh talking about God. duct tape it reminded me of it <laughs> but yeah just imagine chris swearing up over some duct tape oh my god bro no I backyard can't. baseball speaking of duct tape i mean alex rodriguez is trying to fix his whole career with duct tape it feels like i mean I, I kind of almost feel bad for the guy. I love A-Rod, you know, my favorite player of all time. But, you know, I also feel that he deserves a lot of the the bullshit that he gets. Uh, but just, you know, recently, you know, losing J-Lo. Uh, you know, she she went to the drunk white guy, Ben Affleck. Uh, I'm, I'm kidding. I love Ben Affleck. Uh, but <laughs> that was dark. My bad. That was harsh. <laughs> uh, you know... All the awkwardness with Derek Jeter, watching Derek Jeter have his whole, whole, you know, documentary and, you know, appearing on it. And they're just so awkward around each other. I hope you guys, after this, go to YouTube and look up. There's this nice video that explains their rivalry that I never even saw or heard of. But, yeah, no, they've had a rivalry this whole time. And I didn't even really know. Um, But now Albert Pujols passed him. He didn't even congratulate Pujols. Um, Really? Yeah. Damn. I thought he did, but maybe... Dude, this guy's not... He's. I mean, he took over no, the Timberwolves. No, they got yeah, fleeced okay. in that trade. Yep. Uh, but. Uh, yeah, that's... Yeah, he's been kind of, like, everywhere a little bit recently. But, uh... I mean, more power to him. He's a he's a multi-millionaire, but I feel, I feel bad almost. He's he's getting shit out of him. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm, I never really was a fan of him. Just obviously, like, what he did in that... But he always thought he was like the greatest thing to like walk the face of the planet, which I just I didn't like that either. I tell you one thing though, it would have been interesting to see what ever happened back in his career, where he, if he stayed with the teams he was with, like like the Mariners, like like even recently though, I just I can't stand the guy. I don't know. I mean, I like what he's doing. I mean, his message after uh, Tatis went down, how he was like brokenhearted about it a little bit. I think that was real. Um, I just I see a guy that's just. You know, he was young and dumb, and he was young and dumb for a while. There was there was a long period of being young and dumb. <laughs> I feel like uh, but he, 
I don't know. I mean, he made his money. He uh, won a ring, won some MVPs. I mean, he won't make the Hall of Fame, which is another thing. And now he knows he won't make the Hall of Fame now that Bonds and Clemens and Sosa didn't make it. No, he's got uh, too many enemies, too. <laughs> now, if he made it, that'd be funny, though. Yeah, By the way, to save some be... skin, I had to like just like look up Stewart's just to like give myself a logo image, and I feel so fucking stupid. We literally, I've had like, like a thousand <laughs> times. It's like A and W dumb shit. And by the way, I had to also look up the other name because I was dumb. I was thinking of Menards Hardware Store, but I had to save my skin there on that one. I was going fucking. Are we I know, all it's so just random. Like really, really was, high. No, seriously, <laughs> I was going, going nuts because I'm like, dude, like I know there's like a hardware store on like a fucking NASCAR. It's Menards, which I we don't have around here. Stewart's uh, dude, fucking, that's why I said I Tony Stewart. Stewart. Oh my god. You should have said like a root beer <laughs> company because that's like what they're known for is root beer. <laughs> But anyway, but what? to go back to Stewart, I'm a little surprised you didn't know about. Wait, the, uh, what? <laughs> what are you talking? Stewart's is not yeah. known for their root beer. No way, yeah, dude. No That's way, like bro. What they, yeah, no. I swear to God. No, dude, I swear. No well, at least let's just say this. No. That's how I know about them because that's what they sell around. No, Stewart's uh, root beer. Oh wait, Stewart's oh, root beer. In the glass yeah, bottle. Sounds like something Josh Donaldson would say. Is yeah. that Stewart's? It's like a four-pack. No, no, yeah, they definitely sell root beer for sure, but it's just not what they're known for. No, like, let's just say this. That's how I know about it, because there's not, like, a Stewart's around here. But when I used Wolfie, to... Wolfie, are, you, uh, to are the, you a root beer fiend? No, I was going to say, when I used to do online shopping, their black cherry and root beer were always, like, fucking on every rich person, white lady's list. He just has, like, it's pretty much the only reason why I packs of root beer underneath his bed. I was going to say, I fucking feel like it right now. I'm revved up. <laughs> You're revved uh, up? No, I am, dude. Like, I had some fucking... What does root beer do to you, man? <laughs> no, 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 root beer. Yo, you get me thirsty for root beer. I, no, not even root beer. I'd rather... I, I'll take a cream soda. Cream oh, wow. Soda. No, no. Like, cream soda is actually really fucking good. But, I feel like Julio Rodriguez drinks cream soda. <laughs> I feel I mean, like he's a Dr. Pepper guy. Dr. He can't no, drink alcohol. No, dude, no. He's a fucking <laughs> McDonald's Sprite guy. 100% McDonald's, McDonald's Sprite. Sprite guy. You said Dirty Sprite? <laughs> dirty <laughs> Sprite. Make <laughs> some lean. <laughs> what am I doing this? This isn't my fucking thing But, uh, no. Well, by the way... <laughs> Quick talk about that because you actually hinted at that with the Pujols thing. Uh, he didn't congratulate him for passing him. Now, do you think Pujols is getting that seven hundred? Oh my God, we we got so what? much time left, and I think he has like three home runs left to hit. How much is it? Three or four? I mean, either way, I think yeah, he gets three. It. I think it's three. I think it's three. Three. He's at six ninety seven. Imagine they just don't play him anymore. They're like, I mean, oh, should he? Have, people we probably... have to win. Nah. Nah. No, he's Dude, I mean, he's getting he's gotta, he's one of the best hitters in the league right now. He's just getting pitch hit for and just coming in and hitting a bomb. It's it's insane. You gotta they you gotta to. also see like Dude, someone's gotta groove it to if, him. If they pay, that's what I'm saying. Like if they play like the Red Sox or the Nationals, like you know, a, a bottom team, the bottom team veteran is gonna like want to be. I don't know, dude. Would you want to be the Would you want to be the guy who threw the 700? Dude. <laughs> 
Powerful. The second we started that talking about that, I was thinking, yes, yes. I honestly think I would do it if I if I was like. It all depends. Like if I'm a rookie fighting for my goddamn life, like that's a different story. But if I'm that dude that's just like, I know I ain't going nowhere. Like I'm a hundred percent getting that seven hundredth home run off of me. Like. Because you know he's not going to forget you either. So, like, that's just going to be, like, an instant camaraderie. Thing. No, I, I would love to be the rookie that gives up the home run. Because I could, like, I could play it off. I could be, like, sad in the clubhouse. It, and it, it would be a scene. No, yeah, you but I would be, like, like I would act all sad. <laughs> I would act all sad. And then, like, like pool holes would, like, come down. And he'd be, like, hey, kid, catch. And he would, like, throw his jersey at me. And it would just, like hit me in the face so and then I would be pumped and now I'm one of the best pitchers in the league after that. You'd be like that family guy thing, he throws his jersey, then his pants and the fucking jock strap lands like right on your forehead. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like I, I feel like I I mean I don't know. I mean at that point you might not, but I feel like if you're a rookie, like you at least gotta try to make it look like you're throwing it. He might not like if you're like a fucking no one and you just like boop right in there, he might be like, What the who the fuck are you? Like, no one thing I'll say is, like, I absolutely would not want to be, you know, Max Kellerman. I don't know if you guys saw that ridiculous Max Kellerman take recently, uh, but with no evidence, no facts, no proof, no reporting whatsoever, he just came out of nowhere and said Albert Pujols has been taking PEDs his whole career. And obviously, as you guys know, Max Kellerman is a big, uh, he's a big name in sports, uh, he, he even had to come on the next episode that they do and apologize to Albert Pujols and the whole Cardinals organization because oh, the take was, was so bad. It, it was it was just this. bad, and I I just I don't think we're gonna be like that. So like my my whole thing is like, damn, how do guys like him just just get that big? Because that's a real shitty take. I mean. Let the let the Hoblin man get his 700 home runs in peace, all right? <laughs> I feel like, where does that even, like, come from? Like, where do you get off on that? Especially, like, Albert Pujols. The big thing with him is doing it clean. So, like, I feel like that's just so random to, like, come out with. Like, unless you actually had some hard facts, like, why even go on a rumor? It's, like, scummy reporting. And now, like, your name's tainted. So, like. Uh, that's just stupid. I like Albert Pujols. Like, and I'm glad he actually went back to the Cardinals to finish it. And the fact that he can hit 700 there would be great. So, like, why, like you said, why tarnish a good story? I mean, all I'm going to say about Max Kellerman is the same guy made that take about Iguodala taking the line. <laughs> <laughs> the fate of the universe was on the line. I would want one guy because I was like, all right. I, ever since then, like, I don't know, you just <laughs> <laughs> So we're gonna we're gonna take this to a quick break. We'll be right back. Susan, what the fuck? Every yo, this is every time I bet every time I bet for the fucking Mets, bro, they fucking lose, bro. Like dude, I Phillies won the fucking Orioles just won. There's exactly over nine runs in the A's versus the fucking Rangers. Yeah, the Dodgers are down, but they'll probably come back and win. Every time I fucking bet for the Mets, they fucking lose, bro. I tell you, every fucking time. That's why I can't. Now imagine uh, being a Mets fan. Yeah, I was going to say, how do you think I feel? I was sitting here wearing a jersey. Just playing about 
fucking money. So with that being said, welcome back. You know, Chris was Chris was a bit, uh, you know, peed off about, about the Mets just now. I think it's perfect to take everybody around the league. Chris is pissed. <laughs> Mets, He's bro. like, I'm dying for that NL East talk. Can't. God, let's go. Let's start. <laughs> You just can't bet. So we're there, we're gonna we're we're gonna start the NLS talk. We're gonna we're gonna start it off by just saying the Dodgers are still above and beyond, you know, that team in the division. But my question to you guys about the Dodgers specifically is like, do you think this is hurting them more than helping them just constantly being the best team in the league or constantly being above everybody else? The reason why I say that is because being a Nats fan it seemed like every time we won the division, we won it by like 10 games, and it seemed like the Nationals would just get flat tires because they weren't playing competitive baseball in September to bridge them over to October. Do you guys think that's going to hurt them this year again? Or you know, what do you think, Wolfie? I think it will, um, because I think there's that much expectation on them. Um, not to get into the stats that we broke down earlier in the episode about how they need to win this year, but it's like you said, uh, you, you're going to win 100-plus games season after season after season. You have the teams like the Padres making moves to get better. The Diamondbacks are even having a better year to finish the year. Teams are getting better. So you can't go into this postseason again with another loss. Um, you're pretty much like the expectations might be high, but you can't let that get to you. Um, I, I think – being the best team all the time, too, like you said, maybe that underdog might be a little bit easier. Because if you do lose, I'm not saying if you do lose, you know, whatever. Like, no one wants to lose. But the pressure isn't as, like, as much on you. With so many guys leaving right around the corner. Plus, like, not just this year, but the last couple of years with Scherzer, for example. You've made moves. And you don't have that many rings to show for it. So, the pressure's on now. I think it's going to hurt them a little bit. But... Tough shit, to be honest. You, you got to win now. Yeah. You have to. Yeah. I mean, my 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 whole thing is that, you know, it, it's I think it would suck um, to be on the Dodgers, especially with the injuries that they're dealing with and the players that they're putting in to fill these holes or they're not playing competitive baseball because the Dodgers, they, re- they know their spot. They know they're the number one team in the NL. They know they're about to get a bye, which I don't – I don't know if it's scary or if it sucks because for the past two, three, four months, they've pretty much had the division on lock. And then now you're going and then you're going to get a bye. And then you're going to be facing the team that probably just got out of, you know, a tough series win. And they're going to have the energy. They're going to have the motivation and everything. Whereas the Dodgers haven't played. They haven't sweat in a while, guys. They have not sweat in a while. That's a good point. So they might get like rocked. I mean, I, I don't want to say they're going to get destroyed, but they could easily get rocked. What do you think, Chris? I think, um, you know, if you look at the Dodgers and, and everything you guys said, I'm not going to disagree. You know, I they're still on a win four. Like, they've still won four games in a row. They, tonight, if they if they win tonight against the D-Bags, you know, they can, they can, uh, <laughs> the D-Bags. That's what, I'm still, I'm still angry better right now, so. You know that's what that's what the Diamondbacks are called when when they. Chris go, is a uh, villain now. I'm just. Uh, I think like, so they're they're still just locking up everything, and you know they're on the win four with the injuries, 
And I think if you look at their record against teams that are, are slated to be in the playoffs, they're also like, I want to say the last, they, they're like 28 and 15, probably at the, since the, at the end of August. So, you know, they have played those good teams and they've beaten those good teams almost two to one. So I think, you know, that all adds up to a playoff run, you know, you only got to win four. So if you're winning two out of three, you know, that's four to four games to two and that's, that's a win. So. I think, you know, don't don't. I think the the NL to me the NL is 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 very is very top heavy in my opinion. You know, you you have the fight between the Braves and the Mets, but I think the the Dodgers. You know, they they just have the the deepest team overall. Like they just very solid team overall. I feel like too with the Dodgers, yeah. like that you just brought that up. Like they have no room for error. Like if you're playing these good teams and beating them, and you might have, or you're gonna—I mean, you're gonna—you won the division, so you're gonna have that bye week. Like you can't take your foot off the gas pedal. Like you gotta beat up on these good and bad teams. Be hot going into the playoffs. Like you don't want to take your foot off the gas now. Plus, have those extra four days. Plus, sacks be like you said, like the eyes on them to win. Like all those things combined, like you can't stop. This isn't—we're gonna win a hundred games again. The division's locked again. Playoffs again. No, like. Go like don't stop. I I think if you're Dodgers, you you want that rest because you want to get healthy. And I think four days is is, is a long for they these guys play all year. They play you know back to backs and and four days to them is like a full like vacation. You know, like the All Star Week is a vacation for most guys. They they rest up. They get ready for the second half. Like. I think they need those four days, and I think when even when Goslin went down, their they still continue to win. They just plug in and they just win. They just know how to win. Yeah, that's definitely fair. So when we when we look at the NL Central, um, the Cardinals they still got it on lock. They're up seven, uh, but I kind of wanna I kind of wanna talk about the Brewers. The Brewers have been spicing it up a little bit lately. They're kind of they're kind of showing us something here. I mean they've won. They've won three in a row. Corbin Burns seems like he's back to being Corbin Burns. Um, I know we talked about it on last episode, and I kind of made fun of him for it. But this is crazy. They're a game and a half out of the wild card. This is just how bad the Padres have gotten. And I swear, we might watch the Padres blow it again. But we'll talk about that. Uh, But the Brewers, Wolfie, what are you liking? What are you not liking? What do you think? Uh, so you guys actually are going to be surprised when you hear this, but the, the Brewers are such a weird team because I brought up during the break and I, I'm sorry, I got to spoil it now. And you know, we'll even actually quick go into this. Uh, there's five teams that are top in the, uh, major league with home runs. Saxby, you said it was number one was the Dodgers. The Astros are there. The Yankees are there. Uh, but the other team is actually the Brewers. They're third in all the major league and home runs, which is just shocking to think about. Um, but they're in the bottom 20th in average. They're actually worse than, say, like an example team in the like a AL Central, uh, the Twins. They have worse ERA than them. So with the Brewers, it's just, especially when you have a guy like Yelich that's not playing like the MVP seasons he was a couple of years ago. And you know, having a great guy like Corbin, but then the rest is eh. They have faced some injuries this year, but still overall, like the team is just kind of not 
meshing together well. There's too many holes. And when the Cardinals are playing like they are with two MVPs on their team with Arenado and Goldschmidt, I just think the Brewers just they might have that like quick last week where maybe they could sneak into that third wild card if they just had like a hot week and somehow like the Padres or the Phillies didn't play well. But overall, I just don't think they have enough to even if they got to the playoffs, they're they're a first game like you know or a first round done. Uh, they don't have enough overall. Home runs are good, but if you're in like the bottom, I think they're like twenty second in average. I mean, you're not even like talking half like halfway. I just don't think they have enough pieces to keep going. They, they're they're weirdly built. On the other end of that, um, I'm going to kind of disagree with I, and I know I've spent a lot of time roasting the Brewers, saying they're <laughs> irrelevant. However, they can easily find them. It, it really sucks. The Padres suck. I'm sorry. I, I just can't get over how disgusted I am that this this genuinely might be the second year they're going to blow blow it and not even make the playoffs. But when it comes to the Brewers, I don't know. They're that team that could put together a lucky run. And the reason why I say that is because look at one, two, three. Burns, Woodruff. Um, oh, I'm forgetting his name. Peralta. Or Freddie Peralta. Um, Freddie, Peralta. Freddie, sorry. Peralta. Freddie Peralta. Yes. Burns, Freddie Peralta, and yeah, I'm gonna forget the third name always. So we're just we're just gonna do a bunch of cuts. But, Actually, <laughs> to quick get you there, I think Peralta just hit the IL. So you know, once again, that's why that's yeah. such a weird team. That's a, yeah. I want to hear the rest of your take. I'm just go go on. There. I think yeah. I think him yeah. and Lauer. So again, so we we have Burns, Woodruff, and Peralta. One, two, three. In a five-game series, I say if they sneak in, you just never know. I mean, like you said, they're they're a big home run hitting team, and those close games that very well might be those pitchers could all be pitching really well, and you maybe those you know those home runs that they hit where they they don't get you know a lot of hits in the game could be the difference. Especially, let's say if they're sixth and they would run into the Cardinals. I'm not. I mean, I'm not saying that's a matchup they're going to want, but it's a matchup they can possibly catch the Cardinals lacking and steal you, a series from. Do you happen to know the numbers offhand of what the series and series is against them and the Cardinals? I would love to know that number. I feel like the Cardinals are absolutely brutalizing them. It's if uh, like to Because I was thinking about that, too, um, not to jump ahead to other divisions, but I think the problem also with the Brewers, too, is that they have to face some juggernaut teams like the Dodgers – the Cardinals, the Braves, you know, Mets are playing a little off yeah. right now. But even the Mets, you know, like if they were playing like the Guardians, I think even the Rays, they match up a little bit better. But they but are think about t- think like about a game one right now. Well, th- think about this. It's it's what is it is the first round a three game series or a five game series? Three games. Uh, the wild card now is a three game series, which I kind of like. I okay, so think think about this, right? You're you're the Cardinals and you face Corbin Burns game one and Corbin Burns comes out and throws out twelve strikeouts, absolutely shuts down the Cardinals and the Brewers win like one to nothing or two to nothing. Some bullshit. Well dude, they're, they're only another game away first. from winning the whole thing. Huh? No, you're right, because yeah. they would really have to only go through right now, let's just say this. Padres out. They actually would have to face the Phillies, which I'll be honest, giving that situation, like you said, I could see them having that chance. 
it's the next matchup that's going to be hard. So you know, I'll say, you know, I'll give you that. They could no, yeah, for sure. But I'm only years. I'm only saying the first round because I I I don't I wouldn't see them beating the Dodgers or the Mets or the Braves. But when you look at it, I mean, it, the first pitcher you're going to see is is Corbin Burns, and he can easily just shut it down. And now they're one win away. And you never know. The Cardinals could just make a fielding mistake, and that's that's it. That's that's their whole season. Plus, and one of those next two games. runs, you know, you might you know get some focus here. So no, you're right. That's because Woodruff is point. solid in the playoffs. Woodruff has always what? been solid in the playoffs. So if he's your number two, and they got Williams yeah. in the pen, so I, I think you know if much. Freddie Peralta comes back and he's and he's Freddie Peralta from last year, you know, he, they can they can make a run. They have they have good left-hand hitting too. I think you're sleeping on that, Wolfie. They have good um they have uh, Rowdy, they have uh Wong. He's he's and uh Jace Peterson's been hit, hitting pretty well. So I think, you know, left-handed hitting, left-handed hitting is very important in the playoffs and I think they have a decent amount of of left-handed hitting. I mean, so I'm not saying that they're going to win it all, but if they, you know, let's see where this series goes that they're in currently against the Cardinals. They won last night. You know, they're only a game and a half behind, so, or they're only a game and a half behind from the wild card. So, you know, it's it's anyone. Yeah, which is why I actually kind of, you would you bring up a good point, too, because I actually did, when thinking about that, was jumping to the Cardinals. But you're right, when facing a team like, say, the Phillies, I do think, you know, especially with that top three, and especially with this being third in home runs, because like a team like the Philly banks on home runs too, especially with a guy like Schwarber. So I do think they actually could beat the Phillies. I I take that back. I'll, they could win a series at least. The Cardinals won too. I would like I said I would like to see the matchups because I think the Goldschmidt and Arenado are juggernauts there. But if you have those three guys and they're pitching like they should, plus like I said, like a guy like Lauer was good. I don't know how long his injury was. Uh, Williams at the back of the pen. It is. It's gonna be interesting. It seemed like the Dodgers. I would see. It's just. A, it's just another. It's just another good thing added to like just another little story to these playoffs that are gonna be if they make it. Obviously. Which is why. This um, year so what? Let, let's go to. Yeah. Not and a, another not exciting a better thing time is to this NL East we got right here. Right. Exactly. And with with the NL East, I mean the Mets are still in first. Um, but it's very dramatic over there in New York, Wolfie. You know, you know, we, we talk about this every week between the Mets and the Braves. You know, who are you taking right now? Mets are up a game. We're getting close to the end. How are you feeling now? Um, I'll say this. I actually still am the fan that is cautiously optimistic. Um, I haven't said we're crumbling yet. To be honest, we're still on pace for like a 100-win season. Um, even right now, they're losing 6-3. to three. The game technically is still not over as the recording right now. But they have to win, especially right now when the Braves show they have a weakness and can lose to teams like Seattle and uh, the Giants. So you got to capitalize on that. If they're going to lose two to three games here, you can't be losing to teams like Miami, the Nationals, uh, right now the Cubs, the Pirates. It's it's unacceptable, especially when you're talking about being a first-place contender, um, possibly going to the World Series you know, let's pump the brakes, but still. Uh, and they've been in first place all year. <laughs> so I do think they have the potential to keep going with that. Their staff is so good. Pieces of their bullpen are good. Uh, they're hitting when healthy right now. Marte's a little banged up, but they're good. It's just that they messed up on making it a juggernaut. 
with like the DH spot and the catching spot. But especially with how they played the Braves this year and how we've seen them play actually even just the Dodgers recently, they're still a good team. I mean, you're having one of the top five seasons of your entire franchise. We're talking, what, 60, 60 years? I mean, yeah. We can't say that, like, you know, right now because they've lost to those teams, they're completely out of it. But it's going to come down to that last series. The way it is right now, they have a three-game series against the Braves and then the Nationals. That's how the Mets finished up their series. That three-game series against the Braves is going to be must-watch baseball. That's going to come down to the division. And while I do think as of right now, even with the struggles of, I mean, technically both teams the last week, uh, they're both making the playoffs regardless. So with the other, you know, the Brewers and the Cardinals, it's who's even going to win the division and even maybe make the playoffs with the Brewers. These two are making the playoffs. It's just going to come down to that last series of, you know, who's better. It, it, to be honest, like I said, we've seen both teams play at their peaks and we've seen some teams play at their lows. If Riley and Acuna and Ozzy are playing great, but then you have Marte, McNeil, Lindor, and Alonzo playing great. That's going to, it's going to be a powerhouse of a series. But it, it's like it would be the Mets thing to do to just let this go and lose the division. I ultimately think this is a test. I say if the if the Mets win the division, they're they're my they're my choice for the World Series. But I also I'm on the side of saying it's it's the New York Mets. Well, did you expect anything different? I mean, the, the one season where you guys think, you know, you're going to win the World Series, why, why not have it go down to the last game of the season for the division and then lose and then go to the playoffs and lose? You know, what? why wouldn't that happen? <laughs> I, I honestly didn't even expect them to win the division in, in April. I thought the Braves were going to repeat in a way. I mean, not necessarily win the World Series, but there's no way I thought the Mets were going to be steamrolling the division all year the way they did. Technically, the Braves have only had it one day in the last six months. What do you think, Chris? <laughs> you wanted point. to laugh the entire time. <laughs> I just want to say, um, you know, the Mets lost that series against the Nationals. So, a couple weeks back. Hell yeah. So, you know, the Braves aren't the only one losing <laughs> to, to crummy teams. No no disrespect. I mean, the Red Sox are crummy as well. So, um, I mean, so should the Nationals by... be in the playoffs? You're about to get no, swept. The, the the Mets are about to get swept by the Cubs. <laughs> like the Cubs. <laughs> no, they they but, just did get swept by the Cubs. They just lost. Yeah. What? I think. <laughs> yeah, they just they just got swept fucking by the Cubs. Parlay. <laughs> fucking Mets blew oh, another actually, parlay. Another fucking tomorrow, Mets they? parlay blown. Fuck. I don't think. They I think. Uh, I think the thing. The thing about the Braves that's scary is you got you have the guys that you expected to be good. Like you expected Max Free to be good, you expected Wright to be good, but then you have rookies that are really coming onto their own. And I mean, if you look at a lot of the projections for Rookie of the Year on the NL, it's Strider and it's Harris. One, two. Either way, you know, respectively, just like just put them back and forth. And Strider's looked really good, and if he if he's he looks his his fundamentals side by side to Jacob Degrom when they throw fastballs is like identical, same mechanics. Like the guy is is getting very confident, very comfortable, which is scary because he's got he's got some 
good pitches. Like he's the dude could pitch. Like it's scary. It's scary to see they were already good and they're getting the rookies are are well overperforming where they they could have ever expected them to perform. Whereas the Mets are just getting injured. It might, it, and it could be a crazy statement, but I mean, this this could. I'm not. I don't want to say this is the Mets' best shot because they got pro, they got prospects too coming, you know, soon. So they they got the backup already. But I don't know. The Braves have the chance to run not even the NL East, but the entire NL because we don't know what the Do- what's going to happen with the Dodgers over the course of the next few years. They have the chance to take the Dodgers' spot and have a very longevity kind of run. It's actually scary. But you know Seven the thing about position the Braves, players. though, is that even with the series we played against them, we were seven and six against them and beat a guy like Strider that you just mentioned doing so well. And we had a guy like Harris get shut out a whole series. So that's why I don't understand, like, the Mets in general right now is because they're so cold, but they've shown potential. That's why, like I said, I'm cautiously optimistic because I know they can do it. They've done it this year. They even a couple no, weeks. You were ago, just like, big time optimistic, <laughs> but like I mean, like I said, still coming into this year though, I didn't think. I thought the Mets were going to be battling with the Braves, back and forth all year. I mean, like I said, it we just got swept by the Cubs. Thank God the Braves already lost today, proving they can lose. So we still have the division lead, but to say that we've done it all year and only lost it that one day last week for a day, that's still impressive, even. You know, getting swept by the we just got swept by the Cubs. We still have the division lead, so like, you know, as we could say they're crumbling, but you know, the Braves just won the world. This guy, this guy Wolfie is going through it, man. That's how that's how Mets that's how Mets fans talk, like, and modern day Yankees fans talk, like, you know, we they can be on number one in in the standings, and they're like, yeah, we're the best team, we're the best team, we're gonna win it all. And then, you know, as soon as as soon as they start to lose, they're like, you know, going into this season, I didn't think we were going to actually be that good. You know, the collapse, I don't know, the collapse just happened. It's, you know, that's how that's true. how they talk. <laughs> you guys said it literally in the week one that Okunia is better than any player on the Mets. Dude, give me the what player on the Mets do you think are better than the player on the Braves? None of them. Half of them I aren't. Mean, we can Swanson, <laughs> Wilson, Ozzy, Riley. Acuna, like that's six guys right there that most. Yo, the Braves are just like. If you give McNeil, Morte, Canna, Escobar, Alonzo, and those guys side by side, I guarantee you most people would take the Braves players. So to act like we, you know, you know, we were so big headed, dude. We were big headed because we're we're still in first place against a guy, a team that has ten times better players than us on most days just won a World Series, and they still can't take the division. In mid-September, it's September 14th. We're two weeks away from October, and they still don't have a division. There's no... You know this isn't a Met crumble. Like, how is it a crumble? You know what's like, the craziest part? For the, the craziest part of what you said when you were naming those Braves players is they're all signed until 2027. So you'll be seeing oh, them for absolutely. the next six years, buddy. No, that that no, and I agree with that, which is why, like I said, they got to get their head out of their asses. I'm not saying that, dude. The Braves are going to be jugging off for years, which is why, like, y'all better, you know, y'all better just let Francisco Lindor take steroids. Like, you know what's going to happen? Yeah, like, I got to do something. I'm As of right out. now, they Jacob just Degrom. Hope these fucking prospects do do well. 
Jacob DeGrom to the Braves, pending he say he stays healthy oh. the rest of the year. Dude, I think I said that the first week we did the show. I still there's I don't know it's why gonna there's a part of me that thinks he's going there. That's nuts. So let's transition to the AL West. This should be quick uh, when we go through that was this. Wild. That was a good segment. <laughs> <laughs> AL West. Um, so the the biggest headline really is that the Astros they are starting to get get injured. They are starting to get a little bit beat up. Jordan Alvarez hurt again after coming back. We know Verlander's hurt. You know we know we're, they're experiencing some injuries in some other areas. Do you guys think the Astros should be concerned, or do you guys think the Astros are still kind of running away with? Well, we're we're gonna talk about that later. Do you guys think the Astros should be concerned, Wolf? Slightly, they better hope they're on all cylinders because while I do think they are a juggernaut of a team with great players, in a way it kind of is starting to remind me of like what you actually started this whole segment with with the Dodgers being under a microscope. Like, you know, you have to win. You're going to clearly win the division, so you're going to get time off. It's kind of the same thing like with these injuries. Like, you better hope they don't affect you too much because you are like basically the World Series favorites. If you get a little banged up and a team like Toronto and the Rays are a little bit hot, I mean, even a couple of years ago, the Rays almost dethroned them. So, like, if they even – I don't want to say the Yankees as much because Judge is basically the Yankees, but some of these other teams, even Seattle, like, they can take some games from you. So, if you have Verlander not on his peak, uh, you know, you got Tucker and Jordan, hopefully everybody can be healthy for them. But if you're missing even just a couple guys for a game here or there, that's going to change the whole dynamic. So – for them, I don't think they're too worried. Um, I do think some of these pitching injuries is like a a Fugazi injury, just to like keep guys' innings down. But I would be, I'd be slightly cautious to make sure these aren't nagging throughout the playoffs. Yeah, I I think they'll be okay. But I think the scenario that they'll be okay in, I think a lot of this is going to depend on Justin Verlander. He does come back Friday, which will be before this episode releases. So, you know, who knows? But I think the biggest thing for them is that they're they're gonna need Justin Verlander, and it's it's crazy to need a forty year old, um, but they're gonna need Justin Verlander. The reason why I say that is because when you go into the playoffs, if you have Justin Verlander, this this could be very easy for you. Or if you don't, you, I think I, I could see the Astros really struggling because with Verlander being the number one ace, you have pitchers like Valdez, Garcia, and Javier who don't have the pressure of being the number one. They can slide right in when they're supposed to, win you the games that they're supposed to win. But the most important part is Lance McCullers Jr. because I can imagine he will probably be in the bullpen instead of starting. But if you get him to start, that's a lot of stress for a guy who just came off of yet, again, another major injury. So I think a lot of this is going to depend on Justin Verlander for them. I mean, obviously you're going to want Jordan Alvarez healthy, which that's huge. He can't seem to stay on the field. Um, but it seems like little yeah, small minor injuries that he'll probably end up playing through it. anyway. So I definitely do think Justin anyway, um, is the Yeah, so the I think the Astros, the, the like you alluded success. to, what do you Zaxby. Um, they need Verlander to be the guy in the locker room, you know, to, to rally troops, to be the guy who's been there and done it for, you know, before. And I think what's good to see if you're an Astros fan right now is you're starting to see Javier pitch really well. He pitched really well tonight. Six innings, only two hits, no earned runs. Mm-hmm. Valdez, I think he threw a complete game yesterday. 
Um, he pitched really well, and you know they just completed a seven-game season sweep of the Detroit Tigers. So you know that's a win in itself. You know Tigers are a tough team to to beat, and they beat them seven seven games out of out of seven games this year. So I think as long as they get healthy, they should come out of the AL, or it should be the you know favorites come out of the AL. I think um, hopefully for them. They have a firm control over the AL, and maybe down the stretch they can get some rest and, and get those guys back healthy. Like you don't need Jordan to kind of come back here and and hurt himself. Maybe you give him some rest over this over this next couple yeah. of weeks here. And on top of that, I mean, Framber Valdez, a very underrated story for a very underrated pitcher. But his, his quality start streak, I believe, is at an MLB all-time best twenty-four. So he has 24 straight quality starts, which is nuts. Well, you know the thing? That's that's crazy. You know the thing, too, about Houston, which is just why, like, most teams should be fearing them, is because they have the best bullpen ERA in baseball, and it's two points lower. It's 2.7. Uh, the next is 2.9. Like, if you ever have a 2.7 bullpen, you're second best in starting pitching ERA overall. Like, with the hitters they have, like we mentioned, Tucker and Jordan and Bregman, like, how are you going to, like, you almost are guaranteed going to the World Series unless one of these teams gets really hot, which could happen, like a team like Seattle or even the Yankees. Uh, but speaking man, of, it's been great yeah, this year. speaking of a team that's getting hot, let's talk about the AL Central. Oh, yeah. The, the Cleveland Guardians are now at 76-65. and 65. That's 11 games over 500. They are finally not two games ahead of the Twins. They are now five and a half games over the Twins. The Twins are falling off really badly. All of their hopes are starting to disappear. We're going to talk about them later, so save your roasts for later. We have a fun segment. But the Guardians are now four games ahead of the White Sox, who are in second. The White Sox are starting to save their season. like. But the Guardians are now winning six in a row, eight and two in their last ten. They're starting to put this division away. Wolfie, how how you feeling? What do you, what do you feel about the Guardians? You know what? I think people forgot how good of players they have still on that team. Uh, Jose Ramirez being obviously the king of that team. When uh, we mentioned before, we were quick talking about it, some of the good players they have with Rosario, uh, Jimenez now, um, Oscar out there in the outfield. They have pieces. Um, staff isn't terrible. Bullpen's not terrible. The division's terrible. So, I mean, that helps with getting them in first place. But I think the Guardians are a team that's definitely underrated. They're almost like at a weird spot where... They're winning the division, obviously, but they almost more feel like a wild card team to me, clearly. Like, with, you know, obviously, take a look at like the NL teams we mentioned, like how good they are compared to like the Guardians. But we can't deny that. I mean, like you just said, they've eight and two in their last 10. I actually didn't realize that. Six in a row they've won. Um, and they're doing it at a great time. So, going into the playoffs when you're playing some of your hottest baseball of the year is what you like to see. So, as of right now, I, we can't deny the stats. The Guardians are legit. Yeah, I mean, you know, I know I've constantly counted the Guardians out. I mean, I still I still can see the White Sox making a run here and passing them. Uh, but at the same time, I also said, I believe on the first or second episode, I said 
the Indians they just have a lot of a lot of good guys. They whoa. have they whoa, just have whoa, a bunch whoa, of guys whoa, 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 where. Whoa. We say Guardians around here, sir. Whoa, whoa, what? It's, it's, you can either say you can either say the Guardians or you could say Cleveland. We don't use. You don't say the I. You said the I word. Oh wow! You said dude, the I word. You can't say the I word, it's and you can't say the R word anymore. Okay. Yeah, I'm a bad boy. All right. So the Guardians. <laughs> the Guardians. Um, I said it before. I said, you know, the, it's just a bunch of good guys. They got a bunch of guys that can string something together. Um, in key spots, they got good players. I mean, they got Shane Bieber and Tristan McKenzie, you know, leading that rotation. In the bullpen, they got Karen Shack and, and Class A, Class, Clase. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. And then in the lineup, you got, you know, Ahmed Rosario, you got Jose Ramirez, you got Andres Jimenez. So they, they got a bunch of good guys, and then don't forget they got Stephen Kwan and Owen Miller, who were really good towards the beginning of the year. Um, Stephen Kwan is still putting together a decent season. So if my, my biggest point to this is that if the Guardians do make it, I'm not a team that wants to see them in the first round of the playoffs. I know, you know, we have been making a joke where it's, you know, these teams are going to tank to face the Guardians rather than facing each other. But I honestly think I don't want to face the Guardians. They're too surprising. They're too, you can't predict them. They're, they're a good team that you just can't predict, and they're too surprising. They can, they can hit you with that hook out of nowhere, especially in a three-game series where you have Shane Bieber leading off. Shane Bieber easily can be that pitcher that strikes out. 12 of your batters and now you lose like two or three to nothing and now you're just one game away from elimination so chris the guardians are, are your team what's up what do you think he's been dying all episode for this <laughs> yeah I terry mean, francona baby here's the thing we, we talked or er, talked earlier about the brewers right and how the brewers are no. really high up in home runs i bet you if you look at the opposite of that the Guardians don't hit a lot of home runs, but what the Guardians do have is they have five players over two seven hitting over two seventy five. So they, they hit the ball really well. I think that's you know we see we see that with the with the Rays before and, and some of their runs. I think you know with their their pitching, it really counted on on Bieber all year. But you see guys like McKenzie pitching really well. You see. Q Trill pitching really well. So, you know, in their bullpen, but we'll see. We'll see. You know, I'm just going to say that you guys are on the bandwagon now. I've been here since the first podcast. You can, you can, you can check it out. I said they were, they were real back then and I'm sticking to it. They're definitely going to win the division at least. And, you know, they are, they're only, they're, they're not playing bad. It's not a bad time to get, it's not a bad time to get hot. And, you know, we've, we've said it before. Whoever gets hot, whoever stays healthy, you know, don't cut. It's another, again, and, and just like the Brewers, it's just another interesting addition to the MLB playoffs. Because, I mean, I just can't see the Indians going down without some kind of a fight. But mainly, I, you know what, Chris? I will join the Guardians bandwagon. You want to know why? Because of Terry Francona. I love Hell Terry yeah. Francona, and I always want the best for that guy. So I ho- I do hope they make some noise. I, I really like that guy. He should have been one of the first reasons. He got ejected oh, nice. a few nights ago. 
He got ejected a few nights ago uh, before the game even started. It was like before the first pitch <laughs> even started. Just this guy gets ejected. <laughs> Bro, he did not want to be there. <laughs> so the AL East, um, we got we got the Yankees. Uh, they're seven and three in their last ten, so they're kind of reversing, you know, the course that was almost set for them. They better thank their. They they better thank the baseball gods or gods or them for just performing. You know Aaron Judge going back on his home run tirade again, because uh, the the Blue Jays are now seven and three in their last ten, and they're actually ahead of the Rays now. They're five point five behind the Yankees. They're just as hot. Uh, you know the fucking Blue Jays, Wolfie. <laughs> right, dude. So. I mean, this whole division's pretty wild because even you just stopped at the Blue Jays. Let's not forget about Baltimore either, man. They're still they're still down there. They're four out of the wild card. Uh, Seventy-five no, and sixty-seven. Impressive. Yeah, no, dude, it's very impressive. They won behind Cleveland, so uh, <laughs> the the no, Red Sox are only four games under five hundred, but they're in last place. That it's it's insane. Yeah, dude, they would be like mid at some of these other divisions, but uh. No, the, the whole AL East is stacked. Um, we're going to see probably three teams coming out of it in the playoffs. I, I, I don't think Baltimore is going to push it. It's still four out, but uh, no, the whole AL East is stacked, and they've been stacked pretty much all year. Um, and with a lot of the teams, like for Toronto, for example, in the MLB, you're going to be seeing these players around for quite some time. Judge, we'll see if he stays with the Yankees. Blue Jays are starting to build. Rays always just seem to do it. But no, that division is absolutely stacked, and all of those teams have a great, or the three going to the playoffs have a great chance of doing some damage. Uh, you don't want to face a hot Reds, the Rays team, Blue Jays team, Yankees team. Uh, we even talked about the Guardians just being good too. Like that five going to the playoffs. Same thing with the NL too, but most of them coming out of the AL East are just stacked. So that's a, that's a crazy division, and yeah, the Yanks better hope they keep winning. I mean, any of those teams can win it right now. I I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what I was talking about. Every time we say this word, the Yankees, it's not the Yankees. It's the New York Aaron Judges. I can't give enough kudos <laughs> to this guy. Like when when he's up, the Yankees are up. When he's down, the Yankees are down. This is it's it's so crazy. Like he's hitting the shit out the ball. He might win triple crown. I mean, now now he's in the triple crown conversation out of nowhere. Uh, it, it's just madness. I mean, the Blue Jays, though, like you guys said, and like you guys have alluded to, it's all about that team that gets hot. And the Blue Jays are not only a team that's getting hot right now, they're a team that can probably compete with any team that they face. So as messy as their team is... As, as, as many things as, as I said, that they need more pitching and they're, they're a bunch of righties. That stuff is still true, but a hot team is a hot team. I can't deny them. Uh, I, I do think the Yankees still win the division. Um, the Rays, are, they're another team that they're, they're exciting. I, I, I'm over the Rays. I, I'm, I'm just, again, I shit on the Rays every week. I'm over those guys and their shitty stadium and, and the fans that can't even travel <laughs> to see their team play. And they've put together some real exciting teams just to perform in front of absolutely nobody. Chris, take it away. <laughs> I mean, I'm never as as much as I don't want to see the Yankees win the division. I I think they will ultimately win the division. I think that 
the Blue Jays, the thing about it is the Blue Jays and the Rays, like, they're they're still, like, contending to – they're still six games back, right? And there's going to be a lot of teams out there who might be down and out or down and, like, you know, not in the playoff race who might want to just, just take them out and to, to be spoiler. The Tigers so I think, you know, that gives the Yankees, the you know, a chance to <laughs> – They're sneaking. Yeah, I mean, like – like I just, I just think um, six games, six games going into the last month, it's gonna be hard to, to hard to take them as long as the Yankees can win like at a six hundred percent, you know, point six percent. Just gotta win six out of ten. It's gonna be close. There you go. Now, an interesting question that I have, and Wolfie, I'll I'll ask you first. You know, the three wild card teams being the Seattle Mariners the Tampa Bay Rays, and the Toronto Blue Jays. They're all hot right now. Um, the Rays, obviously, a little less hot than the other two, but for a while, those three teams were really hot. I think at one point, they were all 8-2 and two in their last 10. Rays have lost a little bit as of recent. If there was one team you could pick out of these three to beat the Yankees or the Astros, to represent the AL in the World Series, Wolfie, what is the one team out of these three that you can see being there? Um, if you would have asked me other years, I wouldn't even have thought about this team first, but with the way they've been going, I'm going to actually go with the Mariners. Um, the Mariners right now, they have what it takes to go on a playoff run. Um, they're top in the league, top five in pitching. They have one of the better bullpens in the league. I think it's in the top six, maybe seven or eight, um, top nine in, uh, home runs. J-Rod's amazing. He's basically like, you know, a mixture of like, like almost like a Willie Mays and Trout. He's got the power. He's got the speed. Great glove out there. People love him. We talked about it before. He gets he feeds off of that energy. Plus, they have good guys. Like you know, Robbie Ray is good up there. Gilbert's good up there. They got Luis Castillo at the trade deadline. They got Ty France on the team. They have pieces to be good. Bullpen's you know shaky for me. I'm not a huge fan of the bullpen, but they're not. You know, a lot of the other teams around all of baseball that could make a chance going to the playoffs, I think, don't have as much energy as they have right now. I think that city is going to build up that team a lot to where not just this year, but going forward, they're going to be a powerhouse every year. The Rays just, I think they're getting lucky this year. They're just going to make it to make it. Toronto, I think, could get hot. They still have some rookies too, but I'm just not a big fan of their staff overall. I think a hot Mariners team is going to be a force to be reckoned with in the playoffs. So I'm going to go with the Mariners. I'm J-Rod all the way. What do you think, Chris? Um, I think the I think the the Blue Jays or yeah, I think the Blue Jays if they continue to get hot, you know, if Barrios, I think Barrios is going to be very important. I I say this because if he can can give you five innings and not just blow the whole game like wide open, you know, like I think it's very it's very scary that he's their third pitcher. And I think that their lineup is starting to get really hot and you have Vladdy who's getting really hot and you also have Bo Bichette who's been been crazy over the last few weeks and you know I think that they they have enough in in terms of starting pitching, and I think you know they just won 
they just won a big series against the Rays. So, you know, I'm I starting to count the Rays out. I think that the Blue Jays, it, it depends really on Gosman continuing to be above average, as we, <laughs> we like to say. And I think that Barrios has to have to has to get strong down the down the stretch for them to be good because we know Manoa is going to be good in the playoffs. Right, yeah, Manoa too. Yeah. Wow. Um, actually... I have to be the tiebreaker here. I have to be the tiebreaker here, and I know I'm wearing the Mariners jersey. I know, no um, but I'm I'm gonna There's take no I'm gonna take the Blue Jays. I'm gonna surprise everyone and take the Blue Jays. And I here's why: it. Chris brings up an interesting. He brings up an interesting take about Jose Barrios. Now, Barrios is their number three um, behind Manoa and Gosman. I think Gosman will remain his quiet, solid self in the playoffs. I think Manoa will be huge. I, I, like I said, I think Manoa will be their number one. But Barrios being their number three, we all know who Barrios is at the top of his game. He, he's one of my favorite pitchers when he's, when he's really good. Believe it or not, the last... Four out of his five starts, he's given up two earned runs or less. Um, the strikeouts haven't really been there for him all season, but he has shown shades. He's had two 13 strikeout games, um, you know, those coming in the second half of the season. I, I look at a team with the Toronto Blue Jays and seeing that they have someone like George Springer that can lead the way in a playoff run, having been, been there before and actually have won it. He's a World Series MVP. Let's not forget who George Springer is. And then now you're factoring in that Vladimir Guerrero's a little more seasoned. Bo Bichette's a little more seasoned. Um, they add Matt Chapman. Um, you know, not for nothing. They, they got Whit Merrifield, who won a World Series, so he'll be there. Uh, Alejandro Kirk and Teoscar Hernandez. They got a full lineup of guys that, that can really beat up some starting pitching. The Mariners, they're they're my sweethearts. I, I do I can see a Mariners run, but I don't think I can see it this season necessarily yet. I think I think this carries on in the next season and I think next season will be the season that they they make a surprising run. I can just see the Mariners falling short on some typical Seattle in a typical Seattle Mariners fashion. We have to remember who they are at the end of the day. I know we I know we're in love with them. I know we're in love with Julio Rodriguez, but we do gotta remember who uh, the Mariners are at the end of the day, and they are a team that blows uh, when it matters most. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the Blue Jays here, um, but yeah. I think you guys actually convinced me more on the Mariners from your guys' take because you guys keep bringing up Jose Barrios, and it made me think about the whole Blue Jays rotation in general and their bullpen. Dude, the Mariners have them beat up and down. I actually kept getting the guy confused. I mean, obviously the other guy's still good too, which is uh, I kept saying Logan Gilbert. Logan Gilbert's great. He has like a three point four ERA. The guy I always kept thinking of was actually George Kirby. George Kirby has a two point nine ERA this year. Uh, Castillo has a sub three ERA. He's got a two point three seven this year. They have three to four guys in the bullpen. I knew Seawall was doing good. I didn't realize he was doing this good. There's like three or four guys in the bullpen that have. 2.6 or below ERAs that have like almost 50 innings. They actually have such a solid pitching staff that now I can see why they're top five in the league. And if you do have a guy like Ty France or Julio just getting hot at once, like I do think Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and Boba Shed are more seasoned. They've obviously clearly had more time overall. Um, but that pitching staff, I mean, they don't have 
two to three guys that are good. They have like almost a five-man rotation that's solid up and down. And I didn't even include Robbie Ray, who's technically supposed to be their ace. I don't know about that with Castillo being in now. But that team could outpitch the Mar- or the Blue Jays, which if guys like Vladdy and Bo aren't hitting, that's going to be a scary matchup. I, I Either way, like it's a toss-up. I can see your guys' side. But it made me look into how good their pitching staff really is. And they have some solid starters. I mean, I didn't even bring up guys like Marco Gonzalez. They're still there. Like, yeah. Some of those guys can go into the bullpen on top of the guys that are already good there. So, but I agree with your guys' point. Like, they do have great hitters. I mean, it's well, Chris, you, you go ahead. I, I think what's what's scary about the banners is you said it earlier. Maybe not in on the podcast, but they don't they don't hit the ball well. Like they're they win most of their games in timely hitting. Like, you know, clutch hitting, as, as Saxby said it, clutch hitting. So they win a lot of the games in clutch hitting. But does that translate into the playoffs when every team is, is it, you know, it's win or go home. It's not, you know, you're not beating up on the rest of the AL West. You know, you're, you're playing against guys who are who, who want to win the championship. So I, I think the Blue Jays, I think the Blue Jays just have – I mean, on the pay on paper, we th- people thought the Blue Jays were going to win the the I AL agree. East in the beginning. So great. you know, who knows? Yeah, and it's going to be. I it's also want to like say one top high one way, one high the other. It's going to be a dookie ran out. I also forgot to mention that out of those last um, four starts that I mentioned for Barrios, the bad start was against the Cubs, um, but the good starts one was against the Yankees where he struck out nine, um, and the other was against the Rays where he only gave up six hits and in six innings. So he's pitching. He's pitching well against good teams as well. Um, but you know, for the for the Mariners, the the reason why I count not not that I'm counting them out because, like I said, I still can see them going on a solid run. Like you said, Wolfie, their pitching is outstanding and is. I would take the Mariners pitching more than I would take the the Blue Jays pitching. It's just when I think about it a little bit, it's it's the fact that it's just. I, I, I see you, Eugenio Suarez as someone that could legitimately go 0 for 16 with 10 strikeouts in that first series. I, I can see guys like, you know, J.P. Crawford and Ty France and, you know, guys that haven't done this before not have the best series. I think Julio Rodriguez is going to be fine regardless because I love that man. But, you know, what we also have to remember, you know, Luis Castillo, Castillo I know I said that he's built for the big moment, in my opinion, but we haven't seen him in a in a moment like we're gonna see him, you know, leading the the Mariners into the the entirety of the playoffs, because I think the Reds when they made the playoffs they had Trevor Bauer leading them into it, um, and Castillo was struggling at the time. Um, Gilbert, we don't know what we're gonna see. He struggled really hard this the second half of the season, as opposed to his amazing Cy Young contending first half of the season that was very underrated. Um, there's a lot of question marks with the Mariners. Um, I, but I love Julio Rodriguez, so I'll be very, I'll be dripping if the Mariners do good. <laughs> I think it's just gonna be like a battle, a battle. Like, they're both such good teams. They both have a lot to prove. They both have strengths in one area, weaknesses in the other. The other one kind of complements, and it's gonna be a great series. Now, do you legitimately think that one of those teams can can unseat the Astros or the Yankees? Like, do you really think like any of those teams actually have a true shot at doing it? 
I can see the Mariners taking a series against the Yankees if they're hot. I don't see how – oh, and by the way, because we actually didn't mention his name, now I'm thinking about it. We kept talking about Jordan and Tucker and Bregman. Uh, Jose Altuve is obviously still with the Astros too. So I just don't see how, like, that team – that we just said, Mariners don't have a lot of experience, so branching all those other teams up uh, – the Astros have so much experience that I just don't see them not making the World Series. I can actually see the Dodgers not making the World Series, but when it comes to the AL and the Astros, that team, I'd be shocked if they don't make the World Series. Shocked. Yeah, I don't. I don't think the. I don't think the Blue Jays can beat. I don't think the Blue Jays can beat the Astros in seven games. Because that's what they would where it would go to like seven games, right? So, I think I think they're just the Astros have just been there every year. You know, they're there every year, so they're just very consistent. And I think this year is very important that they they win that they get to the to the World Series to show that they can do it without cheating. You know, so. But they got they got Dusty I, Baker, I don't man. Think, I don't think they win the World Series, but. <laughs> Even yeah. without the quote-unquote cheating, it would have been so good. I mean, I don't want to see the oh, no, no, series. No way, no way. I don't want them to win. I, I just, they're going to get there. They just, they just have just a really good team. I just, I don't, I don't want to sit here and say that I absolutely think the Astros are coming out of the AL because I want to leave room for the Yankees, who still have a lot of good players. They're just not performing. Like, in the lineup, like, I can honestly say that they do have a good lineup on paper. It's just the stats, just they're they're just really bad right now. They can heat up at any time, and their pitching is good. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Astros are just undeniably good. It's it's freakish almost because they got one through one through five. Their their rotation is nasty. Um, the end of their bullpen is disgusting, and even like I think their worst bullpen pitcher right now is Will Smith, and that's that's just insane. Um, <laughs> And then their lineup, yeah, I mean, Bregman and Gurriel um, they, and Kyle Tucker, they spent their time not being really good this year, but they've turned a, a new leaf. Uh, you know, Altuve's and Jordan have led this team. Uh, but they also got Trey Mancini now. I mean, it's <laughs> it's, oh, yeah, uh, it's spooky. Yeah. I, I still, I don't know. I I don't know if it's me just not wanting the Astros to win as opposed to me not thinking that they'll win, but I don't know. Something something's telling me that uh, that they're gonna get upset really badly, and I honestly wouldn't be surprised if it is a team that just randomly gets hot like the Blue Jays. Because the Blue Jays, what what differentiates them from the other two teams? A part of that question was that when the Blue Jays get hot, they're fucking hot. Like I'm talking, like they're hitting like six, seven home runs in a game. They're striking out batters left and right. You know they're exciting. Like George Springer has brought a lot to that clubhouse from the Astros in regards to how excited they get, how much they rally around each other. Um, I I don't know. I could see it. I could see the Blue Jays upsetting the Astros if. But that's the thing. The planets have to be aligned the right way. Everyone's got to eat the right thing for breakfast in the morning. You know, they got to take their morning shit at just the right time, and then I think they can do it. But, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's the Astros. All around, it's it's just it's good for them. 
Now, you know, one thing I'll say is that the Mariners versus the Blue Jays in a playoff series, that I want to see. Three games, I feel like, is, is a bit robbery. I, yeah. I hope that it, it could get to, like, an NLDS or an ALDS, but that would be a spicy series. I think it would have to go through the three game. Unless one of them is going to, unless somehow, no, I mean, the only way it would be is if somehow someone dethrones the Yankees. I mean, it's possible. So what we're going to do now is we're, we're going to introduce a new segment. Now this, this segment is called Down and Away. So, you know, obviously our, the title of these episodes are high and inside, but this is going to be Down and Away. So as you guys know, that is completely opposite. That's sad. That's cruel. And what we're going to do is every week to bridge us to the, our final takes and conclusions... We're going to pick either a player or a team that we feel should get absolutely roasted and toasted for a little bit. And the, the winner of that this week, the Minnesota Twins. Woo! So the Minnesota Twins, um, in typical Minnesota Twin fashion, they build a good team. Now they're 70 and 70. They might not even finish 500 or over. They're now five and a half games out of a division that should, you know, it should have been a cakewalk for one of these teams. Somehow the cakewalk is belonging to the Guardians out of nowhere. Uh, Chris, I, w- I want you to start. You know, give us some opinions on the on the Minnesota Twins. <laughs> um, I think it's just starting to show. You know what what I saw a couple weeks ago, and and this whole season is that the Twins pitching just just doesn't get the job done. They just, you know, they have good bats. They have really good um you know they sunny gray is decent but they just they just can't they just can't get a lead or they blow leads and you've seen it all year they just can't get it done they're just small market team just can't live up to the pressure what's crazy about the twins though is that not only are they you know we say small market team can't live up to the pressure but what's wild is they didn't actually operate like a small market team this year. They tried to do these things. They got rid of some decent money with Josh Donaldson sending him to the Yankees. They brought back a catcher. They brought back Gio Urshela. They went out. They got Sonny Gray. They got some other pitching help. Uh, made room for Carlos Correa to come on in. Buxton was having a great year. They were playing pretty well and had the division for most of the first half. I think around that, you know, like you said, around the first episode we did is when they really started to falter. And they haven't came back. They even to the point now where they're not even in second place or third place, not even in the wild card. Um, Stat-wise, they're pretty much average across the board now. And you're looking at them like, how did they become so bad after they tried so hard? And it's like, maybe they're, you know, we talked about this with some other teams being top-heavy. Yeah, you have Carlos Correa. Yeah, you brought in some decent pitching guys like Sonny Gray. I guess Bundy's up in the air about that. But other than that, the rest of the team sucks. So you might have like a guy like Buxton and Correa on the team. You think, oh, wow, they're great. But then the rest of the team's terrible, and you didn't fill up any other holes. And, you know, you have two, three good guys in the lineup, but six that are terrible. Because we said uh, at the break time, they're 19th hitting in most stats. That's like you're below average. And you have those names in your lineup after trying all this stuff. It's, it's unbelievable how much they've fallen. That's why, you, you know, Chris, you got I mean... me on the Guardians bandwagon. So they didn't even do anything in their own first place, basically. 
<laughs> I mean, like, just think about just think about being a Twins fan, man. It's like oh. for the past, you know, since since they've won their the World Series, you know, back in their day, it's just like no matter what they put together, they either underperform or they just lose to the Yankees. It's just a crazy yeah. way to live. Like, imagine being a Twins fan, right? And you know, you go into the season. You know, you make some good off-season moves. You know, you have some good stuff going. The season goes along, and like you said, Wolfie, now you're in third place. You got Carlos Correa for literally no reason. That was probably the most randomest thing in the off-season was Carlos Correa picking the Twins. And you don't get... You you don't even really get a good year out of him, and he's probably going to leave. I mean, it, it didn't even seem like he was motivated after, like... A month, he was just like, "Wow, I, I hate everything Minnesota stands for." I don't know. He just randomly had, had a hate for, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Byron Buxton, he hit two twenty four this year. It, it's he's not stealing bases anymore. He's, he only has six. Like I don't know if the good I, Byron Buxton. Are we ever gonna see it? Ever? Are we ever gonna see it? Um, Jorge Polanco, he was having a great year. Now he's hitting two thirty five. Um, you know, Gary Sanchez didn't, you know, maybe you thought maybe he would, you know, turn the, turn the clock and I don't know why I'm saying turn the clock like he's like 35 or something, but it feels that way. Um, he's hitting 214. Urshela, you know, he had, he's, you know, he had a decent year, but Max Kepler continued to suck. Um, Areas is three, another good hitting season that's just going to be wasted. Um... You know, you got Dylan Bundy as your rotation warrior. Their manager's been terrible because you guys even actually talked about it before the break, and I think it was either that or the group chat, how they took out the guy that was No, uh, we love their manager, Wolfie. No, we're cutting that. We we, we love Rocco Baldelli. We We need him on the show. We We can't bad Rocco Rocco on the show. (laughs) I'm not going to say the man. Wolfie, it is not his fault. Questionable decisions. (laughs) Yo. All I'm going to say is is Twins fans have lived through this before. Like, think about think about when they had Johan Santana and the fucking Liriano. Like, that was, to me, my favorite, like, one-two combo. I remember playing the MLB games and always wanted those two dudes. Like, those dudes, like, man, you just waste careers. They just waste careers. Yeah. Yeah. But we love their manager. We love Rocco Baldelli. I think Rocco Baldelli is, you know, he's a good manager at the end of the day. Um, I don't know what he could have done. You know, I I think it comes a lot down to the players performing. I mean, your your best hitter is Byron Buxton, who's hitting 224. He has 28 home runs, which is great. But he, again, only stolen six bases. And a lot of, a lot of what he does comes from his legs. Um, so if you're you're not seeing that, it's kind of like, okay, well now we have this this broken down power hitter who's again also struck out 116 times and only walked 34 times. I I don't know, just being a Twins fan, it's just like, again, it's like you're you're trying to get get it up, and Viagra's not even helping you at this point. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, not nothing, nothing at all. Like, and it's depressing too because with all these, and you know the thing is though, granted, Carlos Gray was good. I mean, I guess in a way, but the a lot of them. I mean, good, but like two, it's it's just. No, it's I mean, just like, not what you like, wanted. Yeah, and but I'm saying when you look at their bolt, uh, their starting staff too. Like I said, I mentioned Bundy, 
who's not I'm not a really big fan of Bundy at all. Sonny Gray's actually been pretty good for them this year, but then I kind of actually forgot about another guy, and they used him pretty much all year, and they kind of, like, actually kind of made a big deal about it just Ted when they got him, which is Chris Archer. It's like, when you're adding, like, guys like that, but then you also get Correa, it's like, it doesn't make sense. It's like you put on, like, Dude, one Chris Archer is 2-8 and and somehow. <laughs> He's actually, like, you know what it is, too? They don't let him pitch usually past four. Um, but it's like the average is like four innings and three strikeouts. What happened to this guy? Oh my gosh, I don't, I don't know. They just they fell off the table. And I don't know, like the only, the only thing you really have to look forward to as a Twins fan too is like maybe a couple of prospects. Joe Ryan is great, um, but you, you know it. You blew it this year. You fucking blew it. Yeah, yeah, the division was there. You, the Twins and the White Sox, the division was fucking there. All you guys had to do was just want it, and you blew it. And now the Guardians are looking like they now they're in prime position to like do some kind of damage. Chris is looking like the fucking king of kings because the the Twins and the White Sox just kept falling on their fate. Like they kept like running out onto the field to begin the game and just like stumbling and falling and. I don't, I don't get it. What? How do you have these, this good group of players, and just suck? It blows my mind. In a division that nobody really won. I mean, the Guardians aren't even going to win ninety games. So, so what are they going to do? All right. So, in two years, are the Twins going to win the World Series, or even get farther in the playoffs, or even get in the playoffs? Dude, you have Carlos Correa for three years. What the fuck was that like? No, I think he has an opt out after every year. No, I know, but that's what I'm saying. So it's like, even if that's the case, then what the hell did you do this year? Okay, like you're trying to prove to the fucking man that, like, oh hey, we do think you should be here for the next two years after this. But no, he's gonna go get a big deal probably, or you know, a similar deal that he got, and it's that's it. You fucked up, Minnesota. It's done. Your goose is cooked. I think the Royals do better than them next year. Mark it down. Take a screenshot or take a video capture. I think the Royals will have a better record than them next season. If Carlos Correa opts out and they don't do anything else, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. All depends who's still there. Gets me heated, man. The thing that sucks. Gets me fucking heated, like the the Twins and the White Sox. They have such good players and they fucking suck. If he does up out, he better hope he. I don't think he's getting because I think he got around thirty-five mil or thirty-two. He might get thirty, but he screwed up going to the Twins. That was such a dumb deal. Same thing with uh, bias to Detroit. You pretty much just fell off the face, face of the earth now by doing that. That's just like well, bias got paid though. He got paid, paid. No. Oh yeah, like I said, he's there for eight years too. So at least that I can understand in a way, but the three years for the twins like i don't know i think carlos Correa was just weird like it was just like you know what let me go to a team that's not going to win the world series but they're also not going to be last and let me see if i can actually get them somewhere well yeah my final take i love carlos Correa. my final take is i i I don't get it either am i here chris what do you what do you think you hear me my bad (laughs) no no no, you're good all right all right i'm back we had some technical difficulties over here um my final take is, you know, I'm ready for the playoffs. Let's just cut to October. Let's get it started right now. Fucking cut the cut the stands how they are. Teams are fine. Fuck the Brewers. Let's just get it over. Let's just get started. Did we lose Chris? 
think we did. Oh. Something about dissing themselves or something like that. Dissing, dissing themselves, I can. But, uh. <laughs> what's crazy, so though? Break <laughs> you know, to break the silence, like with the twins, what's crazy, though, is that we just spent like a half hour talking about Toronto, the race, well, not really the race, but Toronto and the Seattle Mariners. And they have great players in that team the mariners have great pitching if you take them like, put the twins against them like even if they were playing like with their guys not hurt or like gundy was there and sunny gray was there and archer was there it's like well dude they would it, get shellacked by those other teams. it sucks because if you're if you're the twins and you could have looked and saw this in the future like saw that this was the future like you weren't going to win the division you could have probably traded. Honestly, I would have traded Buxton ASAP. I mean, because you kind of locked him up, and now he's not really like panning out the way that he should. I mean, I'm not gonna count him out. Um, but like that, I mean, you could have probably gotten a lot for Carlos Correa alone. You could have gotten something for Jorge Polanco while he was still hot. I mean, I would have honestly a, unloaded because that's yeah. a tremendous. I mean, I still would have done it. I mean, I think they were in first, maybe at the All Star break, or they were they were in second at that time. But knowing that they weren't having a good season, I probably would have traded off a couple of these guys instead of acquiring a couple of guys that they did. They were, I think they were, because our first episode, I think, was right at like around the trade deadline, about the day after. We did it I think right at, I think it was a few days after, yeah. Yeah. So, but I think the Twins at that point were a game and a half or two games out. Let's no, the Guardians way. were up by two games. The Guardians were up so by two games. But the point is about them being two out, even at the deadline, like you said, like they didn't do that much and they didn't have that much. Like, are you going to go and win the World Series if you acquire these guys? Are you going to acquire Jorge Lopez and Fulmer and Maley and go win the fucking whole thing? Are you going to do that? Are you going to win the whole thing by accomplishing that? <laughs> you played yourself, Minnesota. And that's why you are the down and away suspect this week. Um, but, you know, Chris, take us away with a final take. I think this is a really good episode. Yeah, it's fire. Some good luck. Yeah, you're good. You're good. Brewers, wow. All right. It's a good way to good way to close it out there. I'll say the Mets need to turn it around. You know, actually win this division. And I can't hear anybody. Too uh too bad. I mean I hope we don't have too many Milwaukee listeners this time because that was nuts. <laughs> yeah, I was like, they're so, not. So you know, good. my my final take my final take is gonna be that uh you know, as a Nationals fan, it's really nice seeing one of our prospects that we got from Juan Soto already panning out. Uh, that being C.J. Abrams. I mean, this, this dude is nuts on the field. I mean, 
his glove is ad advertised. When they said that it was going to be, you know, like it, watching a magician at shortstop, that's exactly what it's been. I mean, like the, some of these double plays he's turning, some of these plays in general that he's making are just absolutely insane. His bat starting to come together too on a major yeah, I mean, league level. I think he was a big catalyst yeah, in whooping been, the Cardinals' Jets ass. It's been pretty bad um, down stretch, especially you know, Mets, again when he, you know the Mets just suck. We, we just beat you guys. Like I expected series, it. I honestly expected we'll it. But uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's my final take. It's really nice seeing you know one of the prospects already really paying off. So Wolfie, what do you got to end the show? Yeah, I'm just gonna end it on a light. Please, note, not another Mets take. No, I'm actually just going to give a little personal take here. Uh, I, I told you guys about it, but it's a great way to end the show. Is actually, I had a good week because I won my fantasy baseball league last week. Uh, no thanks to any Padres player. Machado and Soto blew it. Uh, Nolan Arenado blew it for me. But everybody else, all the rookies came through. J-Rod was great. Harris was great. Witt was great. Uh, Mitch Keller for the Pirates was great. Uh, so, you know what? I'm, I'm living good. You know, got a little cash from that. How much, you know, how much were you down by? Uh, dude, I was down close to a hundred points that Saturday night. Going into at Sunday, what point? It was close to eighty. Uh, so going into the Sunday was around. I think I want to say it was either seventy-two or seventy-nine, something like that. I, and that game, exactly. that game that won you the whole thing. The the let's the that series in general, that that Mariners and Braves series was off the charts. Um, I forgot to talk about. It. I was supposed to. Uh, but that, that series was off the charts. Uh, Michael Harris in that third game hits two home runs. Julio Rodriguez hits two home runs. Julio Rodriguez ties the game, and that was a shot. And then Suarez just comes in and wins the whole thing. That that was beautiful to watch. Um, but, yeah, man, you had both Harris and Julio Rodriguez. What are the fucking chances? <laughs> Dude, and, and it was, the like, one of the final games, too. Plus, he had the Dodgers win on the line. So it was one of those things where I was – I literally was looking up the lineups and I'm like, okay, if this guy gets out, if this guy gets out, like, and I was like, all right, so Harris is going to come up one more time, one more time. And then he hits the, like the home, it was at, and what's crazy, if you actually watch that at bat, it was a three and two count where he hit the home run. There was at least two balls that were called strikes. So it was really like a miracle. So walk wouldn't want it for me. I needed a home run. So when he hit his, then all of a sudden I'm like, wait a second, there's a chance for Julio to come up again. So it was like, like I said, that's why I love baseball and fantasy baseball too. I'm a Met fan, true and blue. I'm sitting there screaming when Julio hits that. It's like, and we get to see this player for like the next Braves, twenty years. Braves hopefully. are in trouble. Like I said, a hot Mariners team. Man. I'm saying, they... I'm saying it now because this is again the second series that we're talking about that the Braves were involved in, where their bullpen sucked. The Braves, I. The reason why I'm not sitting here saying the Braves in the World Series and I'm locking that in is because of that that bullpen. I don't know, man. Jansen, I don't know if he's the closer if I'm the Braves. I, I don't know if I – but I think they're going to keep him there because the this is what they're paying him for. They're paying him to be the closer. So I don't. I think they're going to be headstrong and they're not going to remove him from that role, and I, I ultimately think it's going to hurt them heavy uh, at the end of the day because you're going you're gonna to need when you face the Dodgers and you face the Mets – um, specifically those two teams, you're going to need your bullpen to be fresh and ready every game. And if you're going to sit here and depend on Jansen probably four times in the series to give you an inning, um, maybe three of those are save opportunities, and you're not going to turn away from that, I, I don't know. I think they're in trouble, man. 
They get rid of Will Smith, they bring in Iglesias, and they still are blowing saves. Yeah. I don't know how you don't even turn to Iglesias at this point yet. <laughs> it's, it's incredible. Incredible. But Chris? I don't know if it was lagging. Yeah, and I got I we definitely will see and I I think that's going to make there's going to there's going to be a lot that happens from this episode to the next episode. I'm already look for looking forward to the next episode. If you guys haven't please please subscribe, please follow us on our social media platforms. There's been a lot of technical difficulties in getting these episodes out, but a lot of things are figuring themselves out. There's about to be a rapid flow of content that comes out. We're about to spam Instagram. We're going to spam TikTok. We want you guys to be a part of that. So if you made it this far, thank you. We appreciate you. And we'll catch you next week. Maybe Ricky will be back with the milk. We hope so. Have a good night. Peace. Let's get it.